Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 88 of Teaching Tales, the podcast totally devoted to sharing stories from the world of education. Once again, I am your host, Brent Coley, an elementary principal in beautiful Southern California. Joining me today, another colleague from my district, the one and the only, my 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 bro, Sean McCarthy. Sean, how are you, man? Great. Thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, and 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 the bro, I I will explain to the listeners that um, we're doing this in Zoom right now, so we're seeing each other's face. For those of you who don't know Sean McCarthy and don't know, and 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 if you've seen me, we are both um, follically challenged on the top of the head. Uh, we both have grayish, gray, not grayish. They're gray, gray <laughs> goatees uh, on on the on our chins. And Sean, when he comes to my site, because he is, I'm going to let him explain kind of what he does. But when he comes to our site, there have been multiple occasions where um, the students on site will be like, hey, Mr. Coley, to Sean, thinking that he's so. And yeah. Sean, didn't you say this, people have that? Is that your brother? Yeah, yeah. I, I usually go with it and I say, yeah, I'm his big brother or little brother. I, I go one way or another. Yeah, Especially when yeah, I see it's, the disappointed look on the kids' faces when they realize it. I'm not really you. <laughs> I'm not, not Mr. Coley. So yeah. So now whenever Sean comes over, it's just like, Hey bro. And when we text back and forth, it's, it's always bro. Yeah. And say, say How's hi mom? to mom and dad. Yeah. Say hi to mom and dad for me. So, right. uh, well, so Sean, for anyone who, who people in the district know who Sean is, but for anyone outside of the district who may not know who you are, give us a little background. Who, who is Sean McCarthy? Well, right now I am the staff development and induction coordinator for the district. So I, I, basically facilitate our professional development programs and our induction program for our new teachers. So we run our own credentialing for everybody who needs to get a clear credential. And that's basically a requirement for everybody who comes in. And I've been with our district for, uh, geez, uh, a little over 25 years, since 1994, starting out as a high school English teacher at Mirror Valley High School. And uh, before that, I taught in Pasadena and LA Unified. So, so been in education for uh, a lot of a lot of years now. So, my you know passion is just uh, in the world of uh, supporting teachers, mentoring, and anything that has to do with advancing uh, learning for you know new educators, veterans, and I also just have an affinity for technology as well. So do dabble quite a bit with that. So that's something you and I have in common. We're yeah, we're the geeks, the tech geeks. Yeah, the the, the Myriad of Valley's geeks squad. Geek squad. Yep. Well, exactly. and I, I am I'm so happy to talk with you today. I mean, you and I have had so many conversations on this side, but um, what you do, and I'm hoping that people who are listening to this episode or getting something out of this because it's, I, I'm so, I'm so thankful that our district has you, you as a person, but also you as, as the position and is valuing the need to support teachers and staff, whether it's, I mean, you, you do amazing thinking map trainings and technology trainings, but what we want to talk about today is more of that SEL side Right. That mindfulness side, and we've talked about that in in previous episodes about like, and, and it's so often discussed about from the student's perspective, which is immensely important. Mm -hmm. But you, when I said, hey, what do you want to talk about? You said mindfulness. 
and more from the staff perspective. So yes. let me let me pass pass the pass the mic to you and like how did you why is this your passion? Why did, why is this what you want to talk about? Tell us your story. Well, you know, it, it just became something that became um, really important in my life and, and something that, you know, I just decided I wanted to share, uh, you know, particularly with our young teachers coming in, mm -hmm. just because it had such a huge impact on me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it was something that I stumbled across, I don't know, probably six or seven years ago. And unfortunately, I, I came across it the hard way uh, and probably a little bit too late. And it's one of the reasons, I, I guess that's probably the reason I'm so passionate about it. And, you know, a, a lot of times when I share it with our, our new teachers who I started, you know, first sharing uh, mindfulness practices with, I, you know, I always tell them my story, my journey into mindfulness and how I, I got there. And, you know, I tell them that almost anybody who knew me, you know, being at, you know, Mirador Valley High School over the years, anybody who kind of uh, interacted with me uh, as a, a teacher, as a colleague, as, you know, uh, in, you know, even parents who interacted with me, probably nobody uh, would have thought that I was somebody who was, you know, dealing with a ton of stress or, you know, they probably thought Sean was this easygoing guy. Sean was this person who took everything in, in stride. In fact, I was probably the person in my English department. I was the English department chair for a lot of years. I was probably always the go-to person if there were conflicts. Hey, go, go talk to Sean. He'll kind of take care of things. Sure. And, and I was. I was probably the person who could de-escalate things, get things calmed down. I never had a lot of issues in my classroom, you know, discipline problems. I was really good at, you know, if, if there were uh, problems, I could kind of get things cooled off really easily. Uh, you know, parent issues, never had those because I could usually, you know, if, if somebody was upset with something, I had a way almost always sure. to kind of uh, turn things in the right direction. But what nobody ever knew is when there were conflicts, whether it was with people in, in my department or if it was with that student who was really having a challenging time, maybe at home or was going through uh, personal problems, what people didn't know about me is those were the kind of things that I was kind of holding on to inside and that were often keeping me up at night. And, you know, I'd be, uh, you know, waking up in the middle of the night worrying about that student who was having those problems or worrying about those two, you know, staff members who weren't getting along and wondering, okay, is that going to become a problem again tomorrow? And even though I could diffuse the problem there and I could laugh it off or tell that joke to, you know, get things, you know, uh, de-escalate it right yeah. then. It, it, those things I wasn't actually dealing with and I wasn't taking care of things and, and I wasn't really confronting things in a healthy way. And that was happening year after year. And what kept happening also, and I wasn't really <laughs> aware and making the connection, is I was having these constant back issues. I always, every time I had, in fact, um, my students used to joke about it because I would always have these uh, neck issues in my upper back. And uh, the, I'd have to go to the chiropractor all the time and get them worked out. And I remember sometimes they would get so severe that I couldn't even straighten my head. 
And in fact, I, I had one year where I couldn't get my head up right. And I went to school. I, I even had students at the end of the year make a video where they kind of put one of my students portrayed me. He wore a shirt that looked like the shirt I, I wore. And he came into the classroom, couldn't lift his head up. And he portrayed Mr. McCarthy giving a lecture. And, and, it, and it's because I used to make jokes about even that. I, I, you know, they'd say, Mr. McCarthy, what's wrong with your neck? And I said, oh, don't worry about it. All that matters is that I took care of those poor kids that were, you know, on the school bus. They're all safe. Don't, you know, that's the important, you know, I even laugh. The escalating and, yeah. But what was happening is I was holding this stress in my neck and not, you know, dealing with it year after year after year. And I'd go to the chiropractor, he'd adjust my neck, get it fixed. I'd go back and do it all over again. I'd play the same reel, you know, over and over again. And I'd just keep holding on to that that, you know, over and over and over again. And, you know, take care of it, move on and, you know, wake up, have trouble sleeping and, and deal with this, but just think, well, you know, that's just life, right? I'm, you know, teacher teaching is a stressful job. Sure. We just got to deal. With There's it. nothing I can do about it, but right. But right. there is, that's just reality. So, yeah. um, I finally, one day had this come to head probably, you know, five years ago or so where I wake up in the middle of the night and I have such an excruciating pain running down uh, my back, my chest, my arm that I actually thought I was having a heart attack. So did my wife. Mm. And uh, it turned out, thank goodness, it wasn't something quite that serious, but it turned out that that, that, golf ball pain that had been occurring over and over again was finally coming to a head and my spine just ruptured just up and down my neck so in fact c3 through seven in my cervical spine they they just finally all decided you know what we're done with it we're done haven't been taking care of us we're we're gone We're, we're out of this and so uh, you know, tried to do the same thing, tried to go to the chiropractor, finally had to go to the doctor. They, you know, got the ultrasound and it, it was just a complete mangled mess. And in fact, everybody kept, you know, asking me, what kind of injury did you have? Did you have an accident or anything else like that? And it was like, nope, years and years of stress. I couldn't fake it. I couldn't pretend. No, it was, you know, sure. me heroically doing something. <laughs> you know, there was no hiding the fact that, you know, this was just it was years and years of years and years of, of yeah. unhandled stress. Yeah. And so, you know, I eventually had to have surgery. My had to have my entire neck fused and, um, and, you know, get that taken care of. But the dire warning, you know, I was given was this isn't, this is the bandaid, you know, you've mm-hmm. got to do something because this time it's your neck stress is going to continue to be attacking you physically and not to mention what it's doing to you emotionally. Yeah. And, uh, and we all know that, right? We all know what stress can do to one and the manifestations, the manifestations that it can have uh, on a, a person's health. So that was kind of the beginning of my journey. Wow. And, and I, I mean, I, I knew about your surgery that you yeah. that you had a few years ago, but I I did not know the full backstory of yeah. of of that. And I just think, I mean, I think the route we're going to go now is kind of like that's not the end of the story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like there's, I mean, you are 
learning to, to manage that better. So I think for people listening, right. I mean, like you said, the dire warning is this is a Band-Aid. Like yeah. you have to do something different right? or, or yeah. this may this may happen again. Absolutely. So, and that's the trouble. It, it absolutely does. You know, yeah. it, and, and the trouble is what we do is if we don't find something healthy, we try to, you know, manage it. And unfortunately, I think too many people go and try to cover it with, you know, whether it's medication yeah. or, or, you know, even self-medicating, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I know that's one of the things I was doing for a long time. Um, I was self-medicating and unfortunately my self-medication was something I could find on the corner of every you know street in America, and they would supersize it for me as soon as I drove up to the drive-through because <laughs> that was that was the easy sure. you know fix for me, and that's my you know. Yeah. But unfortunately for other people, there's there's other things, right? That exactly. We, you know, so for some for food, food for you, but yeah. but it's it's something much harder for so many people. And I mean, I, as you were talking about your back, I mean, in the chiropractor, when I moved into the principal seat, I mean, I think it was my second year. I, I've never had back issues till my second year and um, the types of things where I, it was going out on me where I couldn't stand, like stand up and it would completely lock up. I remember being at a staff meeting once and like turning and gesturing to the screen and like, like completely. And like the whole room is going like, Oh no, he, he, and going to the chiropractor. And I, I, I remember saying, could this have anything to do with stress? Yeah. And, and he just kind of looked at me like, there are no stupid questions except that one there. (laughs) Like, like, um, Like, uh, yeah, Brent, like there's, there's a, there's a lot of people. And he even said like a lot of your district leadership come here. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's so, so I, 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 have experienced that if you're not handling that stress in the appropriate ways, it will manifest itself physically. And I like how you said, but also emotionally, mm-hmm. I mean, it's yes. that, that, that there's that social aspect to it. So, so that's what you dealt with. So how, how have you, like as, as you're now working with teachers and how they can help manage your stress, yeah. how, how have you been able to do better with that? Well, because the, the stress the, isn't going to go because no, you still have a go. stressful job. I still yeah. have a stressful job. Absolutely. We're not going to be able to avoid it. It's how are you managing that? Well, I, the, the big thing, you know, I, I started looking at, at some of the things that I could, you know, uh, explore and, and mindfulness had always been one of those tools that had intrigued me and that I, had done some research on and I, I believed in. And the trouble was I, I kind of tried to do it just on my own, you know, reading books or, you know, just kind of trying to, to go sit and meditate based on just a very cursory understanding of what, what it was about. And, and I just could not do it. And in fact, when I would try to, you know, practice things like mindfulness of the breath, which is the most traditional type of meditation that a lot of people do. Not only did I not find it effective, I found it so much more stressful because I hmm. couldn't do it, you know, because you're supposed to, you know, be aware of your breath. When I found I wasn't able to stay focused on my breath for even five or 10 minutes, I would, yeah. be, you know, I'd be actually more stressed out because I said, boy, what's wrong with you? You can't even 
concentrate on your breath for five minutes, you know, so yeah. I would find myself even more frustrated. And so what I, I finally did is I got some actual training and coaching on uh, mindfulness. I did what's called a mindfulness-based stress reduction program, an eight-week uh, program that's actually done. Uh, it, it's done in hospitals all throughout the country. Um, it's done for, uh, they do it uh, for service members, uh, police officers, first responders. It, you know, it, it's actually very research-based. Um, and it, it just was structured. And it actually, the, the biggest thing is it actually taught me what mindfulness really was all about and gave me the technique and, and the training and the strategies to recognize and really you know, A, first off, really understand the research, the science mm -hmm. behind it, but also the techniques. And also to recognize those struggles I was having with, you know, keeping my attention on my breath. That's actually the practice. <laughs> that's actually what's supposed to happen, that your mind <laughs> wandering all over the place. Yeah. That's actually, you know, what your mind does. And when you wanders away, that's actually catching it and bringing it back bringing is actually back. part of the practice. And it was so... Uh, eye-opening and so transformative and that that you know I probably did you know have such a, a powerful experience that that's when I realized wow if I could have had this experience and all the benefits that came with it in terms of greater awareness um, greater emotional regulation the the stress reduction that I started to really recognize was happening for me and then I, the, the next thing was, wow, if I had had this 30 years ago when my career was starting out, mm -hmm. and that's when I, I started realizing as, as someone who's working with these young teachers, I need to start sharing with them and, and hopefully catching them early and, and, and giving them those same opportunities to, to just recognize that, you know, it's something that is is really important that they need to have in their repertoire of professional practice and the yeah. beauty of it is we actually have a teaching standard that connects to it our uh, you know as we do induction we actually have standard six which is developing as a professional educator in a world of induction one of our standards is actually managing professional responsibilities yeah and yeah. that's to keep yourself motivated and committed to your students so we actually talk about how, how do you do that? What are some things that keep you motivated? How do you stay committed to students? How do you keep resilient? And so we've kind of put our mindfulness, you know, work under that umbrella. I'm, I'm as you're, and I love how you, you tied that back to like the standards. I mean, and as I do teacher evaluations and stuff like that, yeah, that's standard six and balancing right. personal and professional mm -hmm. responsibilities and, yeah. and, I'm so glad that these kinds of conversations are being had more in right. not just our field, but in, in all, our, all fields, but specifically, <clears throat> excuse me, in our field, because I think the, the, the myth is that self self care is selfish, right? That, 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 well, I, it's my job is to take care of everybody and which our job is to support our students and your job is to support teachers. My job is to support teachers and, 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 the, and their students and our families and stuff like that. But 
you can't fill from an empty vessel. Exactly. And and kind of like <clears throat> what you were, you went for years and years and years and years with 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 not managing that, and and it result and the result was excruciating pain, right. uh, spinal surgery, <laughs> and I mean and, and just just and. And, and your doctor said, and next time it might be worse. So, I mean, I don't want to sound like doom and gloom, but at the same, I, the, the message that I would want anyone to hear this is who is listening to this episode to, to take away from this is it's not just okay to, to learn these strategies to manage the stress mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's, it's essential. I mean, I'm I I'm thinking we're recording this middle of January. So we've this is our first week back from winter break. So we just got our district, we had three weeks of winter break. So our teachers were off for three weeks. And Sean, and I don't know about you, but I looked forward to this winter break. Mm-hmm. Probably more than any other winter break leading up to this yeah, point. For sure. <laughs> Simply because we're in the middle of a global pandemic and the right. stress level that uh, we've all been under. And I don't want to say like I'm, everybody has been under a, a, a level of stress that has just been exponential when you, when you compare it to mm-hmm. what we've had to deal with before, because it's totally unknown. So I was ready for break. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that I tried to communicate to our staff, to our teachers was take a break. Yes. Like, like, Turn off the notifications yep. on your phone. If you need to, take the email app off of your phone. Yeah. For 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 at least three weeks. Like that's okay. Because what I've learned, and I wrote a blog post like at the turn at the at, on the end of 2020 about that. Just like we cannot let those notifications control us. Because speaking personally, and again, I think I talked about this in a previous episode. There's a, a lot of power that that little red number on a on the email app on your phone or your ipad or your computer that's a lot of power in that yep and i have learned that not not many good things come from checking email at 10 o'clock at night no absolutely not because you can't solve those problems at 10 o'clock at night the angry parent email that comes through at 10 o'clock at night you're not solving that right uh and it's almost giving teachers permission to do that? Like what? You mean I don't have to check my email 24-7? No. Not only do you not have to, you shouldn't yeah. because it's not healthy. Absolutely. And when I started as an administrator, I remember um, tweeting out or putting on Facebook, like jokingly saying like, has anyone found the off button for the brain yeah. yet? <laughs> right. Like yeah. like joking, like, haha. And And somebody wrote back and said like, there isn't one. Yeah, no. And, 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 but there is like a mute button. There may not right. be an off button, but there yeah. is a mute button. And we need to not be afraid to hit mute mm-hmm. on that. And again, I talked about this in one of our previous episodes with, with Dr. Sam Festich when we were talking specifically for new teacher advice. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to set those boundaries. Right. And, and, and again, you and I, we love tech. Remind, Class Dojo, Seesaw, mm-hmm. Google Classroom Reminder. I mean, all these messaging 
apps that we have access to now, teachers, if you're listening to this, you have to be very careful and you have to set those boundaries. Absolutely. It is, o- it is okay to not answer a message right. at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. I used the example before, that's feeding a stray cat. Yep. For you, sure. you, you answer a message at 10 o'clock at night, you've just said, hey, I answer 24-7. And that's not fair to your family. It's not fair to your, to your spouse, to your kids. Um, and I speak from experience. I have been so guilty of that, of yeah. not being present for my family. And I still have a ways to go in that. But at least I'm recognizing right. this has got to get better. Yeah. This has got to get better because yeah. it will control you if you let it. Right. I'm going to take a step off of my soapbox there for a second. And uh, so, but so when you talk with new teachers uh, or veteran teachers for that matter, like what kinds of, what kind of tips or strategies are you, are you providing them? Well, what we do is we we actually have, in fact, uh, everything you just talked about, we have an entire managing professional responsibility menu uh, of options, and it includes mindfulness. Um, it includes task management. It includes email management. Uh, it includes um, uh, just a whole. We we even go into things like financial management. All those things that keep them up at night. That kind of keep them ruminating, perseverating, and we actually provide them with all those different uh, strategies for all the things that we know that they're going to be potentially um, over, overdoing, overthinking. And because mindfulness alone isn't, isn't enough, but mindfulness is the starting point because mm-hmm. if they're not aware, if, if they don't start with the, like, and you hit the nail on the head because you have to be aware of it first because otherwise you get overwhelmed and yeah. you just start going down those rabbit holes. And, and that's where the mindfulness really does kind of come in because if your mind is just this jumble of things and you're all over the place and you're not even recognizing you've got this problem, that's where I was. I didn't even kind of recognize what, what the issues yeah. were. And you're not kind of, you know, recognizing I'm on tech all the time. You know, you go to a restaurant right now. At, well, you know you where you're right going. Now, well, we can go right now, but, but I, I knew where but you were going. You, you look at any table what are what's everybody doing they're all on their phones on their phones no one's talking but i don't think most people are even aware of it right and and that was one of the things that was that was part of my issue it wasn't necessarily on my phone but it was that that multitasking that was going on in my life that was just you know constant you know it, 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 I, I kind of tell when I work with new teachers, I, I say, are, are you in that, that state of mind where you're watching your favorite TV show and 15 minutes in, you have no idea what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, are you in that state of mind where you're driving home, you drive home and you don't even remember getting there? You don't know how you got mind there. mind is not with you. You're not present. That's where the mindfulness comes in. And, it, and, and that's the world we're all living in because we've got so much going on. We're just not present right now. And getting the awareness first can kind of help us get the control we need to then get things to become more manageable. And, and, and then we give them the, those other tools they need, whether it's the task management, the email management, some of those things 
to get things back in control because we do find so many people who are kind of in that little bit of a tailspin. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I, I dig the, just, it, you have to be aware. It's yeah. almost like the first step in solving a problem or fixing is recognizing that there, that there is a problem because then if you recognize, Hey, I need to do something here, then you can, you can look and you can find what's going to work for you. I mean, like you mentioned breathing and for some people, it's going to be walk. And you've mentioned right. before we started recording, it's going to be taking a walk mm-hmm. and, and, and getting out. I mean, for me back in the spring when we were shut down and we were in the lockdown order, because for people listening in California, I mean, well, most people had that too, but mm-hmm. at the beginning it was, it was a lockdown where it's like right. you, you, you were at home and you were allowed to walk around the neighborhood by yourself, but that was it. That was pretty much all we were allowed to do. And working from home, I I realized I have to do that. I'm on Zooms all day. I have got to get out of this house and get some fresh air and some sunlight. Um, but I was aware of that. So whether it's the breathing, whether it's the walking, whether it's prayer. I mean, as you were talking yeah. about them, I mean, one of my favorite verses in, in the Bible is be still and know that I am God. Yeah. Be still mm-hmm. and know that I am God. And it's the be still part. And that's hard, yeah. but it kind of, if I can just, and as you said, that's the practice right. <laughs> and trying to pull your mind back when it goes, but um, being aware is where it all starts. Right. Yeah. It's where it all starts. Yeah. So, well, and that's the other thing we do because I think, even with mindfulness, I think there is that misconception of what mindfulness is, that it is just that traditional breathing meditation. Mm-hmm. And that's not for everybody. And yeah. There's so many other things you can do that have the same way of getting you into, you know, so we, we share all sorts of different options, whether it's mindful walking, whether it's uh, mindful movement, whether, you know, there's, there, there's lots of different ways to do it. And, that's not the only way we do talk about that find your thing find your thing that's going to get you to that state if it's not mindfulness do something that's going to be that thing that will be your release and the that that's going to get you out of that that habit that that habit loop that you know that is doing whatever it is whether it's constantly being on email all day whether it's constantly checking your phone all day that is not you know keeping you healthy and aware and connected and you know doing what is 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 just better for you yeah whether it's again i'm is it reading Mm -hmm. is it is it i mean and, and i've heard people say like oh you're maybe maybe it's binging a show on netflix because because honestly sometimes that's what we need yeah, I, yeah. I'm just I'm I, I'm going to say it there, we just need to have a brainless show or something where we're not thinking about work right. we're just gonna we're just gonna we're just gonna watch a show now some people that's not they well I could never do that then that's not your thing just in the same way that some people couldn't sit and read a book right. for five straight hours some people could. Maybe that's their thing. Some people want to garden. Some people want to walk. Some people yeah. want to run. I'm not going to, I mean, to each their own. Right. So, exactly. Um, yeah, I just, just the word mindfulness. Being, yeah. I mean, 
truly the being mindful, being aware that we have to manage it, that we have to balance it and find your thing. So for anybody listening, that's, that, that's the homework is yeah. find your thing yeah. and don't feel guilty for doing your thing. Because again, it shouldn't be a guilt thing. Right. It should, because as you talked, it was a matter of your personal health. Your, I mean, yours, your, you're not handling the stress that you were under led to spinal surgery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a big, that's a big deal. Right. And mine, mine, mine led to some back problems, which I've been better at it. And my back has been better. And, and um, like you, you mentioned like the, the, the medicating and stuff like that. I mean, in your case, you mentioned it's food and stuff right. like that. And I was doing a lot of the same thing. I was eating way more than I, should right so yeah wow well sean it's good stuff man good i and and yeah. i am again for, uh, on a on a friend level i appreciate your friendship and just and just Thank being you. able to to chat in, informally but but also for what you're hopefully what people are listening to this episode and are getting something out of it but also i think of the teachers on my site that have benefited from what you have provided them and all the teachers that will in the future benefit from what you're going to get them. Thank you for, thank you for what you're doing and for just being transparent and vulnerable and sharing your story today. I really appreciate it. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you got it. And any, uh, if they wanted to connect with you, are you, are you on social media? Do you have any, any way, way that they can connect with you? Um, I, I am on social media, but you know what? I probably would never be able to remember my Twitter handle. Uh, (laughs) um, Probably the easiest thing is just getting in touch with me through the school district. And Mm -hmm. I'll just put a plug in for uh, mindful schools. If they're interested in learning more about mindfulness, because that's the organization that I really learned uh, a lot from, um, and, you know, they want to get some formal training. Uh, Mindful Schools is the organization I've been certified through. And, and one of the reasons I'm able to do uh, training for our teachers in our district. And then, you know, there's just a lot of great um, apps and things like that. But the 10% Happier app is currently um, being offered for free for any frontline workers right now, including educators. Mm-hmm. So if they're interested in um, using an app, to learn mindfulness right now it is available um it's it's usually you know i think like fifty dollars a year but they're giving it free to all educators you just have to use your um uh, district district email, email. Any educator so 10 percent happier and they've got really good uh uh guided meditations and some all right uh, mindfulness instructors so awesome there's a few others that i think offer uh some free things for frontline workers too, but that just happens to be the one I'm using right now. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yep. Again, I think the most important thing is seek out what your thing is that that is going to find some balance and to um, take a break. It's okay to take a break again, because if we don't, I think I'll close with this and I don't know who said it. I can't remember, but I've heard it multiple times. It's like, um, when, when we're gone, we will be replaced or some, something like, like, like I'm replaceable. If I don't take care of myself and, and something happened, like 
they will replace me. <laughs> no matter how well I'm doing my job or how well you're doing your job. I mean, we will, we are replaceable. So um, we have to take care of ourselves so that we don't have to be replaced. So awesome. Sean, thank you, my friend, bro. Appreciate it. Thanks, bro. <laughs> say, hi, say, say hi to mom and dad for me and uh, to, 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 to my real mom and dad. Hi, mom and dad. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and for everybody else, thank you for listening. If you haven't already done so, uh, as I say at the end of each episode, subscribe. Again, you can find the podcast in any of your favorite podcatchers, whether that's uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or on Spotify now, uh, Google, um, Stitcher, or you can listen directly on the podcast page. Uh, at brentcoley.com or you can listen on anchor and uh, plug for my book if you want a, an encouraging read one of the things we talk about in that is just kind of the importance of relationships and the importance of taking care of yourself uh, stories of edu influence is my book you can get that on amazon it's in paperback kindle and if you like podcasts and you like listening it's also available in audible so if you're interested you can check that out sean thank you again my friend hopefully we will see you in person sometime soon when we can get back to back to semi-normal and for everyone else thanks for listening and until next time have a good one